Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 30th of November 2022. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday podcast made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up, the latest Indiana farm news, including a preview of Chad Colby coming back to the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo this December. Eric Pfeiffer has that. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has chillier conditions for us this morning. And the markets yesterday were quiet and mixed. Analysis with Arlen Suderman on the Hat Wednesday morning podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. Yes. (laughs) To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. You can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably against your will, I'm guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. (laughs) I think you meant to say that's fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. Listen now on all platforms. Talking ag technology with Chad Colby and time to complete the census of agriculture. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. You work hard to take care of your farm and your family. Take care of yourself and your mental health so you can care for others. Visit extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo is coming to Westfield's Grand Park in just a couple of weeks now, December 13th through the 15th. As the name suggests, equipment and technology are the focus of this show. Chad Colby owns Colby Ag Tech and is featured on televisions this week in agribusiness. He'll be presenting again at this year's expo, discussing the practical technology that can be used now on the farm, like phones and drones. And then let's talk about what's coming down the road and what are those items and are those items that can help the farm. And maybe your farm's looking at a new dryer and you want to update the electronics on your dryer. I know a lot of guys are looking at that right now. There's just a lot of great solutions and events like this give farmers an opportunity to talk about it and start making plans for their farm. And Colby emphasizes making plans for your farm. He says one difference between now and 10 years ago is that you do have to plan for the technology that's coming, especially as things get more automated on the farm. Just use a combine, for example, or maybe your planner. You're not just going to go flip the switch and write a check and do that tomorrow. It's something you might have to plan for your next combine purchase or maybe the next next set of attachments or things you add to your planner. Well, that might be two years away, especially in the in the world we live in today as far as getting that technology to your farm. And going to events like this, give people an opportunity to see what's new and most importantly, talk about it. Drones have been around for a while, but Colby says things are still advancing in that space. You can't believe what the next generation of drones are that are hitting the ground right now. A new one was announced last week. In fact, we'll talk about it at the show. That is absolutely game-changing for ag. And what I'm talking about is mechanical sensors and easy-to-do mapping, easy-to-do 
you know, things that you can map beyond what your eyes can see. So NIR and different types of imagery. Maybe you want thermal because you've got a ranch. And there's just a lot of great things in drones. And the thing that I like the most about them today is anybody can use them and the price point keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. Colby will present on the opening day of the expo, Tuesday the 13th, as well as that Wednesday afternoon the 14th. See the full seminar schedule and hear my interview with Colby at HoosierAgToday.com. Every five years, USDA undertakes the significant task of getting information from literally every farmer in the U.S. in their census of agriculture. It's really our our one shot at getting, you know, the most comprehensive, uniform information, not only for our nation, but for every state and every county. That's Barbara Rader, the director of the Census of Agriculture for USDA Statistics Service. The more robust and the more information we have, Um, the better decisions that are made that impact our farmers and producers. So we take that very seriously. Raider says mailings went out last week to every farmer across the U.S. that sold over $1,000 in product this year. Talking about the census and giving each person that receives a letter a code that allows them to go online and complete the census online. Raider says going online is the best way to complete the survey. It's the most efficient, it's secure, It's convenient. USDA will still be mailing out over 3 million paper surveys by mail for those not wanting to complete the information online. USDA officials are hopeful you'll get that information back to them by mid-February. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Come and see the future at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield, Indiana. See the equipment and inputs you will need in 2023 and the technology you will farm with in 2033. Free admission, free parking, free seminars, and on December 14, free breakfast. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield. Details at indianafarmexpo.com. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here, we're a little bit chilly here for your Wednesday. We just got done with moisture moving through the state overnight last night. Decent coverage. And in some cases, we're still going to be dealing with a few lingering showers through mid-morning this morning. I'm looking at you east and southeastern parts of the state. In any case, though, we are getting improving weather today, at least in terms of sky condition. We see sunshine return as we move through the midday and afternoon hours, but we're also chilly. Canadian high pressure coming in, taking control. We're going to be looking at chilly air today and tomorrow. By the time we get to Friday, we start to see ourselves on the backside of this Canadian high. So southwest flow warms us for your Friday, still looking at full sunshine. Over the weekend, Saturday, we do see some clouds coming up from the south into southern Indiana. Those clouds may give us a few spits or sprinkles. Right now, I'm not looking at a well-organized rain event, but I won't rule out those spits and sprinkles. We get a little bit cooler in northern Indiana than we do in southern Indiana. Sunday is going to be dry with clouds increasing. Overnight, Sunday night through Monday and Tuesday, we have a significant double-barreled batch of moisture coming at us. Two areas of low pressure 
connected, and that is going to give us a good chance at combined moisture totals of an inch to an inch and a half. Now, again, it doesn't come all at once. That's spread over two and a half days, but there is plenty of full moisture coming. That's going to definitely recharge our soil moisture profile, maybe even make it too wet in some areas. We'll wait to see whether we get any complaints on that. We dry down for midweek next week. Wednesday, again, we're chilly with Canadian air coming in and taking control over the Great Lakes. High pressure sits on top of us for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. So we finish next week dry after the wet start. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day -day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. Quiet markets by the end of trade. This is Hoosier Ag Today in the Tuesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, providing quality seed-free delivery and local research data along with published prices. More at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. Settlements coming up from Tuesday Trade. First market analysis with Arlen Suderman at StoneX. Arlen, we have a relatively flat day that we're looking at for a Tuesday after a jump in both soybean and wheat prices into the middle of the trading session. But we gave back a lot of those gains overall flat, giving the impression that maybe, again, these markets are just drifting around. Yeah, it's that holiday malaise period. We're coming into the end of the month as well. There's not a lot of fresh fundamental news or some position squaring. We've seen some of these markets, particularly wheat, for example, it's seen quite a sell off of late. Want to take a, some show some profits on their month end books, certainly a factor. But we really came into this trade today with some broader support based on some euphoria coming out of China that maybe China was going to open up its economy again. Yeah, I know we've heard this before and the market keeps getting disappointed. But today we were at that point again, some evidence of policy changes, very minor in nature, but maybe that's the beginning of more to come. And so there was a lot of euphoria in the Chinese markets that spilled over into U.S. stock market as well as the U.S. commodity markets this morning. That strength kind of waned through the trading session with stocks ending up more on the negative side when grains finished trading and the grains ended up more mixed on the day as well. Not a lot of movement there. I think a little bit of a reality check coming in and left us back just drifting into the end of the month again. Yeah, drifting. And if you look at the dollar index, pretty flat. The uh, equities, uh, the Dow, really even throughout the trading day. Crude oil up about a dollar, but that's not a whole lot one way or the other on a typical day for the crude market. So definitely uh, holiday malaise, as you call it. And as we look to the end of the month, really, that's here. Uh, the Tuesday session, just one session away from end of month. So positioning as well? Yeah, exactly right. And you mentioned the crude oil market. We know that Europe is on the verge of supposedly making a decision on putting a 
price cap on Russian oil. From an economist standpoint, that never works, um, but they're doing it nonetheless. They want to show that they're doing something as politicians want to do. And so what we're seeing is a lot of fund liquidation of getting out of positions ahead of that, not knowing exactly what Europe's going to do and what's the implications of it. And that's really sent us down to 11-month lows on crude oil prices. Uh, so we're seeing a little bit of a bounce on that. If, in fact, China were to open up, we could see a surge in world demand and suddenly we'd be tight on supplies. We don't know when that's going to happen, but that does add a little bit of interest as we watch these energy prices here in the weeks and months to come. What in the weeks to come could move markets? Certainly, any uh, weather developments in South America could be a factor. Uh, what about the actual size of the U.S. crop? A uh, December crop report, probably not a whole lot of change that we can expect there. Yeah, it's interesting. I did a little bit of look back. The December crop report, USDA doesn't adjust its domestic uh, production estimates. It waits until January to do that. It spends two months gathering data to come out with its quote-unquote final production estimates for corn and soybeans and the other crops. So as I looked back at the tendencies, we now have the November numbers, what happens between November and the final numbers. We do get adjustments in both ways in that January report for both corn and soybeans. Interestingly enough, the upward adjustments for corn production when they happen tend to be rather small. The downward adjustments when they happen can be fairly significant. So that would seem to say that corn could go either way, but the market's probably least prepared for a bullish surprise of, of dropping production by one, two, or 300 million bushels. On the soybean side, again, it was fairly evenly split, but it's in groups of years. If you look back at the last three decades, we had a period of seven years when the final production estimate came in smaller. Uh, and then we had five or seven years where it came in large. Actually, it was, I think, 11 or 13 years where it came in larger. And now we're kind of in a string of five to se out of the last seven years when it's came in smaller in the final number. Uh, and so will that trend continue or will we flip? And, and the variability is a little bit greater with soybeans as well as a percent of the size of the crop, with most of those adjustments in either direction being in the 40 to 80 million million bushel range, considering how tight supplies are, we would anticipate a bigger market move if the mistake is to, or the adjustments to the downside than the upside for soybeans as well. But that's again, something to watch for January. And of course, the, the South American weather, yes, being a big factor now, going to shape out uh, the next year and how big that crop is or how small it is, depending on how the month of December and early January shapes up. Sales announcements can help move the market to the plus side. What's the demand picture this week looking like? Well, I think one of the keys we're watching right now is soybeans. And right now, uh, chi our Chinese crushing customers tell us that they, they have about 4 million metric tons of soybeans that need to be made up yet. Uh, and so that's about 150 million bushels worth of soybeans. Uh, they've been waiting off, waiting for see if Argentina would renew its uh, pesos for dollars program that uh, rewards farmers for selling soybeans on the market. And they think they'll pick up about one to one and a half million 
metric tons there. They'll pick up a few cargoes of old crop Brazil beans, but probably two plus million metric tons come from the United States. And then the Brazilian crop should be there here, the new crop Brazilian soybeans. And then when they come back will depend on the size of the Brazilian crop. If it's a big crop, we won't see them again until next fall probably. If it's a short crop, if the December turns hot and dry, then we could see them back much sooner. Arlen Suderman, StoneX and StoneX.com, chief commodities economist there. Final numbers now on Tuesday, December corn, three cents down, 665 and three quarters. March down a penny and three quarters at 669 and a half. And up a couple of cents in beans, January 1459 and a half, two and a quarter higher, three and a quarter up on the March, 1466, a penny higher, December wheat going to 757 and three quarters. The meats were mixed, February live cattle, 154.80, up 12, and February lean hogs, 84.15, down 60. Don't forget the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo at Grand Park, Westfield, Indiana. That free show with free parking is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, December 13 through 15. We hope to see you there. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.